this is Dragon Talk. Well, hello and welcome back to the Echoing MT Racecourse Pod. I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham Support Association, and it's empty because, again, I'm afraid it's a, a solo flight from me. But we wanted to put something out just to give a preview to the Ebbsfleet game on Saturday, a game which will see us welcome back, theoretically, at least a couple of international heroes and had contrasting experiences in midweek, haven't they? Steve Evans and Mike Williams. Wrexham will certainly want Evans to be back, as well as Williams, because Nat Brown looks like he's struggling and don't be fit for the game, which is a blow. Evans minds, well, you know, Wednesday night he was playing in Moscow. When will he be back and just how fit and fresh will he be? Interesting to see that, because Wrexham probably needs him. We haven't got an awful lot of centre-backs, but Brown Little promised changes at Cambridge. And well, maybe at the back, as he decides to make some of them, we didn't look clever at the back dealing with that front three of Cambridge. They were fluent, full of movements, just like Wrexham's weren't. And for once, Darren Kempson looked a bit shaky. Surprisingly, Lee McEverley was able to bully him. Uh, McEverley's an awful lot of things, and he certainly has a weight advantage over most people, but Kempson's strength is his strength, and it's a bit of a, a shock that. So whether there'll be a change at the back, or Pedgick, of course, who I thought dealt rather admirably with McEverley and his cohorts. One of those might make way. Evans certainly would have come in. I think Brown as well would have done. And yes, Rex might be shorn of both of them. I didn't like Evans's part in Russia's goal, that second goal yesterday, shortly after he came on, when he was going to track the goal scorer into the box. But he was backpedalling while the other guy was running in. And then once it all got sucked into the goal mouth scramble after Hennessy's terrific save, Evans lost him completely and switched off for that moment, as we do see sometimes, and that allowed them the chance for the goal to be scored. So I don't think Evans had the happiest of weeks. Much better week, of course, for Mike Williams, a fantastic under-21 result in Romania, and Williams played a full part, came on in the 21st minute, and played his role in a 3-0 win in Romania, which puts Wales through to the playoffs to actually get into the European Championships. Terrific achievement, especially when so many of the under-21 squad were in Moscow with the full squad. So really terrific, that. Let's hope they get a nice, easy draw. Belarus looks nice to me in, on Friday morning. And let's hope they play the whole leg of the race course as well, where you can rely on a, a decent partisan crowd. Just look at the poor turnout at the Millennium Stadium for the game against Azerbaijan, and I think you'll see what I mean. Anyway, on to business. In order to find out how things are going for Ebbsfleet, who are one of the more fascinating clubs around, quite frankly, for what's going on off the pitch for them, I managed to get in touch with Sparky, who is one of the that is the presenter of their excellent podcast. Now I got cocky. I did when we were doing our podcast, we got relegated. I thought, well, I will now rule the internet. <laughs> we will have the only podcast surely in the conference. Not so. There's a Mansfield's podcast out there, which is pretty good, done by their local paper and is informative. But the king of them is Ebbsfleet, so my FC website. Of course, Ebbsfleet are owned by an internet community. Anybody can chip in. In fact, I, I must confess I have done as well. It's, it's absolutely fascinating seeing how they can make decisions and how you can actually run a club rather than just sit and wait while some guys in the boardroom take control and you feel impotent and powerless. Well, anyway, their podcast is an excellent uh, listen. I'd, I'd recommend going onto iTunes and subscribing to it because it really does give you a nice insight into how the club runs and also just what's going on at one of our conference rivals. So I managed to catch up with Sparky and see just what he thought about the situation at Ebbsfleet at the moment and their prospects for Saturday. Well, I, I, I just wanted to say to you, it's exciting times with my FC and Ebbsfleet. I mean, it's, it's an incredible experiment. And it, it, well, hell's bells, it's go, you're going from strength to strength, aren't you? Well, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, uh, I think the the thing that really gave it a kickstart the other week was the, the transfer to John Akindi 
first time ever in the history of football. You've got somebody voting on it. Uh, you've got people voting on a decision actually matters at a club. Normally the fans want to do want to say in transfers and things like that, but they only get to shout it from the uh, stands. This time it actually counted. I think it was a bigger transfer in its own way than Rubinho or, or Berbatov on, on a day. So it was a, a, the, the, the website itself thing that's given it a real boost, and now people can see that they're actually doing things and getting themselves involved in, in real decisions at the club. Yeah, because you know there has been some media scepticism and people talking about you know, falling the people numbers of people taking part in votes, but and also people suggesting maybe some sometimes people wouldn't vote sensibly or seriously. But I think that decision is is a, a very mature one and and just shows that all that scepticism is is a bit naive. And this is you know fans getting involved at grassroots and properly running their club, isn't it? Well, I think you soon realise if you're playing championship manager at home on your computer, you can mess about, it doesn't affect anyone's life. But when you're dealing with a non-league football club or even a lower league club, you're dealing with people's livelihoods and people's lives. It's not like a millionaire footballer. These people are, you know, are, are, some of them are earning you know, virtually the minimum wage doing what they do. So if you start making silly decisions and doing stupid things, you, you, you're desperately affecting people's lives. So I think people quite quickly soon realised that it, it was serious and it was real issues involved and they had to you know, act sensibly and the, the sort of the thing people said before, you'll get opposition fans voting, uh, you know, for stupid decisions and things like that. that. That hasn't happened. I mean, I think most football fans, it doesn't matter which club they support, will always, you know, want the good of football to be the number one thing and they'll always, you know, if it's something like this comes along, they'll always eventually make sensible decisions and do things that are right for the club because they've got a feeling for the club now. That's a... Are there any drawbacks? Do you think? I know there's been a suggestion that's well. I mean, I suppose one obvious thing is that the manager could feel marginalised. Although that doesn't seem to be the case at Emsfleet, and and also, I guess the fact that you know transfer details have to be published maybe a bit more than other clubs would, which maybe makes it harder to to get a good price when you're trying to buy a replacement. I mean, that, yeah, that's the one thing that did come out. Liam Dace said as soon as they sold John Akinney for 140000 and that was published, the price of any players he was after went went up as soon as he made the second phone call inquiring about them. But no, that's that's the case in football. I think even if it wasn't publicised, there's, there's a, you know, a great sign in football and people will know how much he's been paid for a player. They'll, they'll find out and then, or they'll know that a young lad has gone to a, a championship club from the non-league and I know there's, there's decent money involved and then they'll they'll try it on from the, from the back of that. So it's it's something that happened to the, to the club, but I, I don't think the, the actual MyFC involvement made any difference there. It would have it would have happened regardless. Yeah, I mean, I guess in a, in a sense, a shame to lose a Kinde. I've I've seen him play a couple of times and he he does look fantastic. But um, but nonetheless, he still seems to be going well as well. He seems to have good choices up front anyway. He wasn't starting a lot, was he? And and you must be looking at the season and feeling pretty optimistic about how it's going to pan out. I mean, it's, it's not looking too bad if he were above Wrexham at the moment yeah, yeah. in the league. <laughs> and if we do win on, uh, we'll go uh, well, you know, five points clear. So, you know, the the, the mid-table, I mean, having watched the team uh, play a few times on the, the uh, player that we've got on the website, the, the football he played, he do play, he like to get it down, play a, a nice football. The goal he scored against Oxford was, you know, it would have been, if it was in a higher league, to use a cliche, it would have been shown on the TV all the time. It was six, seven, eight passes before the, you know, the goal was scored. And the team do like to uh, play a nice band of football, attractive band of football, and are good to watch. So I think uh, this season, maybe they might have a little bit of muscle power without uh, John Akindi there. That's one thing that you do need when it's uh, January and it's it's raining sideways and the gale's blowing and you need to dig in and get things. But uh, football-wise, I think the team, you know, people should be very optimistic. They look a good side. 
but it's just you know whether you can sustain it and injuries and all the other things that go go on with football and especially sort of lower league football, non league football where you've got smaller squads and, and things like that. And, and I've got to mention as well. I mean, obviously you're out in Dubai, but you still can keep up because of the player on the website. So obviously the Eversweet experiments, the My FC experiments, are web based and, and, and innovative. And uh, you know, another part of it is your podcast, which which I must have, I I subscribe to on iTunes. It's it's a great listen, and it really the love of the club really comes through in that as well. It sounds like you have a, a real ball doing it. It's it's fantastic. I mean, I've got opportunities to do things that I wouldn't have had. I mean, I I work on the radio here in Dubai, and I do comment. We do commentary on the English Premier League, and uh, we we take the commentary there, and that's, that's the big league stuff. And I, I do another football show, but to get involved with something like Edge United, it was an idea I came up with after I interviewed uh, Tim Glyn Jones from the site on on my radio show here. I said, do you, do you fancy a podcast? And that was the beauty of it. it could be done from anywhere in the world. It was a massive it all over the world. And I've had chances of being to Wembley to watch them play. Uh, you know, I went to the training ground, training with the team pre-season. Uh, you know, you get a real feel for the club, and it's it's fantastic. I mean, when I think back a, a year or so ago, you know, you'd never have dreamt you'd be, you know, doing a podcast from the uh, press box at Wembley Stadium. You know, were in a cup final winning, and then training with the team and everything else. It was just it's been absolutely brilliant and. If it sounds like we enjoy it, it's as uh, simple as the fact we do enjoy it. It's, uh, it's really, it's really good to do. And it's really good to get all the members' input and the banter going, and you know, talk about the the website and what people have been saying and doing in the week. And there's just there's always decisions to be made, and there's always things that come up, and it's 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 really good. And I think it's a good interaction between uh, all the members in my FC. Yeah, it's a it's a positive thing, and the more you get into it, and I'm I'm a fully paid up member, and you know I, I think it's a fascinating experiment, and the more you you get into it and look at the site and listen to the podcast and and watch things, it's it's a it's a hell of a way forwards, and uh, well, I, obviously I've got a vested interest anyway, but I wish you every luck as long as you don't have that much luck on Saturday, probably. No, and you. this is one question I need to ask: Are you part owner of a club, and you're yeah. also a Wrexham fan, so who are you going to support, the club you own or the club you support on Saturday? Oh, you know the answers to that. I'm sure it's a conflict of interest. I'm sure the, the FA won't like it. I've got to go no, to Wrexham on Saturday, I'm afraid. I won't just... I know, he could be heading for the band there. <laughs> I, I want us to win the title and you can have the fun winning the playoffs. That's the way I'm looking oh, at it. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Quite frankly, the way we're going at the moment, I, don't, I think, I think I should, I'm glad I've edged my bets, to be honest with you. <laughs> I know, yeah, I did see on I was just looking about Wrexham before, the TNS claiming they're better than Wrexham at the moment, which is a, a little bit cheeky, I thought, but yeah. uh, <laughs> there we go. Well, Hopefully onwards and upwards for Wrexham, because it's such yeah. a great uh, great club, great traditional club, brilliant ground, and great fans as well whenever they've been there. It's a... Uh, it's uh, one of them. I hope they're back in the league very quickly. Well, we hope so too. We've come down quite humble rather than I think some teams have come down thinking they'll lord it. And I think we've come down with our eyes open. So, you know, we've seen how it goes now. We're erratic. When we look good, we do look good. And if teams let us play, then we we can play. But if teams shut up shop, then I'm afraid we're toiling a bit. So maybe absolutely might suit us a bit because you actually play football. But um, I'm a little bit nervous about Saturday, to be honest, after our last two games. So I don't know. At least, I, like I say, I've hedged my bets, at least. Yes, well, you, you've got a foot in both camps, so you'll be all right, I think, <laughs> one way or the other. That's right, yeah. So, top man, and like I said, go and subscribe, as well as subscribing to us, of course, on iTunes. Have a good listen, subscribe to the, the Epsfeet podcast, too, and you'll be pretty well genned up about the conference. Right, well, I'm off now to contemplate that match further. Wrexham 
desperately in need of something to turn things around, aren't we, after those last two matches? But Ebbsfleet looked neat and tidy. I think that's going to be a tough examination. Let's see how it pans out. And let's see if I can get away with my burgeoning telephone bill. Last week I was phoning America to find out about our new midfielder, Tom Taylor. Now I'm phoning Dubai. When the phone bill comes, I might have a few problems. I think I better intercept that when the postman arrives. Anyway, let's hope we get a result on Saturday. Oh, by me, we, I mean Wrexham, not Ebbsfleet. Honest. This is Dragon Talk.